Hello, Conspirituality Podcast listeners. Welcome to a sample of a Patreon bonus episode. We release these every week for our subscribers. They're usually solo essays from our team. It costs $5 a month for access, and the support helps to keep us ad-free and editorially independent. You can sign up at patreon.com backslash conspirituality. Thank you. Today, we are looking at Zach Bush and the Sardine Sermon. Oh my goodness, one of your absolute favorites. The, the Sermon of the Sardines. <laughs> and we've, yeah, we, it is one of my favorites. Uh, I've, I've looked at it, uh, I've written about it, I've dreamt about it, I think. Um, <laughs> I think I've fantasized about swimming with Zach Bush oh, amongst the sardines. I think I want, to be, I want to be the sardines <laughs> that are like floating, that are opening like Shimmering. a cervix around him. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah, so... Um, um, uh, yeah, so just uh, because I think some new things are coming up for me, uh, it's kind of like a classic. Yeah. Um, w- w- let me just give a, a little bit of a rundown. He describes uh, he's sitting in a retreat center in Tuscany in July of 2019, and he's giving a talk As about you do. all the th- Yes, he's given a th- oh, this this this. By the way, is is hosted by uh, Rich Roll, the vegan ultra marathoner guy, and his partner, business and life partner Julie Piat, who also goes by the name Shrimati, uh, and she, she's she's as um, you do. A, as a mystic, she's a mystic mother and healer. She charges 463 US dollars for either 60 or 75 minutes uh-huh. of a reading session in which she will help clear your past trauma. Uh, and boom, um, she, al- she, also, she also sells uh, cheese made of nuts called Shri Moo. So anyway, uh, Zach is talking about the things that he talks about, like, um, you know, uh, biodiversity and gut biome and uh, gut health and um, all kinds of nice ecological mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And that virus is the, the, the really important thing about Zach that I always want to say is that his contention is viruses are present to give you a system update. There, there are always yeah, right. millions of them around. They never affect you badly. When they do affect you badly, it's because they're helping your system to upgrade to like the next the next level of optimal functioning. Yeah, including death, yes. by the way, which is part of his worldview, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yeah. the next level of functioning could be precipitated by by death, which we we he actually ba- makes clear in this in this uh, sermon that he gives. Anyway, he really gets into it. Like, I don't know whether this is after the vegan lunch and he had some coconut ice cream or like. Like, I don't know, like he's just, he's just sailing because I don't know whether he, I can't remember what Rich asks him, but he says, he talks about how he's swimming off the coast of Tulum. And it was at a time in his life where I think he was a little bit, um, you know, at sixes and sevens, Mm. he didn't know whether he was going to get married to his current wife or not. He thought he was a monk. She was disagreeing with him. He was trying to sort it all out. He's going off the coast of Tulum to swim uh, and to look at the coral reefs and to just, you know, chill out and feel one with everything. And uh, then it happens. He's surrounded by a quarter mile long column of sardines that takes 45 minutes to flow over his 
uh, quivering and um, uh, really orgasming ecstatic. body, as he describes it, ecstatic. He has an ecstatic, beautiful experience that I wish that I could have. Yeah, no, it, it, I think I think that's part of why this is so impassioned is that it is a it is a very real peak yeah. experience for him, and and it, yeah. it and I'm sure it was extraordinary. Yeah, and and he tells it beautifully, like he's a really good storyteller. Uh, he is the poet emeritus of. Uh, I think the conspirituality era, he kicks the shit out of Charles Eisenstein. Sorry, Chuck. Um, but he describes this incredible uh, experience that then ends quite suddenly, or he's, he's jarred out of his trance because he hears and sees explosions of microbubbles all around him and realizes that the pelicans are, stri- are striking at the school of fish. And previously, just before he describes this, he says, I was so overwhelmed by all of this that um, uh, I felt that I was one with the sardines. I had the energy of sardine, like sardine with a capital S. He's, he's, he's embodying and merged with mm-hmm, sardine energy. Mm-hmm. And, and then when the pelicans strike and he realizes that they're being scooped up as prey into these big gullets, he, he has a moment of mortification where he's uh, completely overwhelmed with empathy for the loss of his new friends because he's the energy. He's being eaten as well, I suppose. And, and, then, and then he describes a kind of auditory hallucination where the where the sardines scream at him and say no you shouldn't have that point of view no you shouldn't you shouldn't feel that way and then he realizes that um that the sardines are not scared of dying that they are actually expressing some kind of continuity with the beautiful column that they were in which itself was ecstatic. And then there's this boundary difficulty here because are, is he ecstatic or the fish is ecstatic? And I think that's kind of one of our first red flags actually, uh, where, but he, but he basically says, he basically says that, uh, the fish had no concern for their brethren. Uh, and then there's a record scratch moment because he says, you know, I kind of realized that, that's what happens when you have a million men walking into war mm. that none that that the concern for the individual uh evaporates because everybody knows that they are uh in in the same uh you know working towards the same purpose so um yeah he's just like let me see here um just so I quote it directly, like that's pretty, pretty good paraphrasing. Yeah, really good. But he says, he says, and there was this rise in energy happening in this thing as transformation was happening at a very, very high energetic level. There was zero empathy for the loss of their brethren. Mm-hmm. And you see that same thing when 1 million men wa- wa- march into war, there's a loss of empathy for the individual. And there's only a sense of there's human suffering and there's human victory. And I want to be part of that. And I'm just as willing to be part of the human suffering and loss of life as I am to be part of the victory. And that is just the blind. Uh, so I don't know what's happening in the transcript there, but let me go on. And I, and so I think in warfare, we can reach this state of non-empathic presence. Hmm. And so our challenge, and so our challenge now as humans is, I believe to reach non-empathic presence without war. What if we cannot empathetically witness loss of life? 
Arjuna. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, to, to, from what what we gather, uh, he was brought up in a, an evangelical home church in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, but yeah, you can hear Bhagavad Gita all over that sucker because it is he's looking into the into the face of Krishna, who's devouring the warriors, uh, and recognizing that they are participating in the sacrifice mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. for the greater good of God. Yeah, they're, they are, they are uh, at the at top of the, uh, of the Aztec pyramid being, having their hearts ripped out, you know, with this, with this willing knowledge, supposedly right. In the romantic sense that, uh, that this is what will help the, uh, the cycles of, of the cosmos to keep turning and the crops to keep growing and the women to keep bearing children. It's, you know, it's the, the, the fascist, underpinnings here especially given that he that he brings up the the metaphor of men marching into war are just unavoidable right and the sense the sense of you know he's described it's interesting because he's describing watch how he slides back and forth right between inhabiting and then describing from different vantage points this revelation that he that he feels he's having right it's right. he knows he knows that the fish have no empathy for their brethren right he's having an ecstatic experience that he then the fish must also be having of, of what it is to just be free and swimming through the ocean merged in this group mind and then he knows that this is also what these men who are marching off to war feel like, like he just he connects all those dots fluidly and, and without any sense of, of self-critique. And therefore we in our practice as alternative medicine providers, right? Alternative healthcare providers or integrative, however he's framing it at that time. Um, this is the lesson we can take from my revelatory, like, like multiple perspectival, you know, insights. 